Welcome to the Strategy Leadership Podcast. My name is Anthony Taylor. Thank you so much for being here today. I want to tell you about one of the new products we just released called the Strategic Planning Starter Kit. If you're looking to launch a new strategic plan, refresh your strategic plan, or looking to change the structure of your existing plan so that you can get more alignment with your team and greater focus, do check out our Strategic Planning Starter Kit, which you can find at smestrategy.net slash starter kit and it'll help you focus your strategic plan and get more out of your time resources and people and today's podcast i'm very excited to share with uh, andrew budkowski who's the chief revenue officer at digital trends so digital trends is a media outlet uh, that talks about all new technology and andrew having worked in media for so many years has a lot of insights um, and he has a different role than some of the other podcast interviews we've had because he's in sales. However, he has to work with all areas of the organization and the organization is spread across the world on how to drive results with his uh, with the company. So it really talks about, or the podcast, we talk about alignment, about communication, about how to create a culture that works, even if everybody isn't in the same office, and how to remain focused and aligned on the ultimate uh, goal and destination of the company. So a really amazing interview. It was really a pleasure to share with Andrew, and I hope you enjoy it. So thanks so much, and be sure to rate us on your favorite podcast service, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Thanks so much for listening, and talk to you soon. Anthony Taylor here with the Strategy and Leadership Podcast, and I'm joined by Andrew Budkowski, who is the Chief Reg- uh, Revenue Officer at Digital Trends. Uh, Andrew, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Anthony. I appreciate the time. Oh, I appreciate your time. I'm really uh, stoked to to get a chance to chat with you. I, I definitely creeped you on LinkedIn a good amount, and uh, I'm really excited to be able to share your journey, your experience, um, you know, it sounds like you've been doing a lot of cool stuff and same industries, but across different size and scale of companies. And I think it's some interesting times. Well, why don't you tell people a little bit about you and your background? Sure. I got started on the agency side of the advertising business in New York City. At the time, uh, Jay Walter Thompson had a media buying group and I worked in national broadcast buying. And when cable television launched, I made the move over to the sales side when with Comedy Central, when that channel launched, and then I worked at USA. I made the move over to digital, working for Microsoft and interactive television technologies with web TV and ultimate TV, which was a really exciting time with the first all-in-one set-top box that would have internet and television capabilities. Also, uh, um, all kinds of technology in there, a, a guide, electronic guide, which was first to market, all kinds of really cool stuff like that. But dot bomb happened. I had to make a move uh, back to cable television. I worked at Court TV and helped in their in their television and digital sales. And then a few years later, made the move formally into a digital role, uh, helping run sales for a few digital companies. Here I, I'm at Digital Trends now. I've been here for three years, and uh, it's been a great run. Do you want to give us a quick plug for Digital Trends? What do you guys do and, and how do you help people? Sure. Um, we are technology news and reviews. At all insights, or one of our taglines is tech for the way you live. So in a competitive marketplace of technology news with CNET and others like that, we tell you just very straightforward information about technology that you can digest. 
your cell phone probably does a million things. You need it to do seven. And when you're in the market for a new phone, you're going to want to type in in the search engine, you know, cell, uh, Samsung Galaxy 8 review. You'll probably come to Digital Trends. Our editors and writers will give you a perspective that you'll be able to understand and then make a buying decision on. Cool. What, what I appreciated most about um, like your about page and just what you guys are, because there's obviously, you know, a proliferation of media companies out there and, and publishers and content creators, but it, it, your mission um, to help readers easily understand how tech affects the way they live is so direct that um, it sounds like that purpose like really helps people. But maybe you can explain, obviously, you've had a, a background in sales primarily, but on the executive team, how would you say that that mission sort of translates and in, in how you guys like uh, do what you do? Well, it's important that we work with within the company uh, so that all the teams uh, have an understanding of what our goals are. Uh, and it's, it's uh, to communicate effectively and help people understand what we're trying to get across to audiences and how to drive traffic and how to monetize the, the site through traditional advertising sales and then also affiliate sales. Okay, cool. And so do you find that like you are also um, located in a few different cities? So we'll probably get we'll get into the more of the operations thing, but uh, can you tell me a bit about how your company is structured based on having like so many offices all over the place? Yeah, but we, our headquarters are in Portland, Oregon, where we have our editorial, uh, half of our editorial team broken out by vertical. So our audio and video team is in Portland. Um, our home section, our wearables, outdoor, those sections are all in Portland. The other half of the editorial team is in New York. Mobile, gaming, automotive, those verticals are in New York. Um, <clears throat> the offices around the country, and even in Toronto, we have an office, uh, are, are mostly sales-centered. We have people in places where our clients are so that we can establish and maintain the relationships with them. Cool. Okay. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, based on that and you being the chief revenue officer, you know, you have to coordinate with people both locally and, and different markets. But as a leader and across all of the industry experience, like what are some of your best practices for leading strategy and, and accomplishing your like strategic objectives? You know, I've been in athletics my whole life as a player and a coach, having two kids that grew up in, in sports as well. And I liken work, the work environment, to the athletic environment. Everybody's, we're a team. We have to motivate. As a manager, I need to motivate people. I need to get them aligned under a goal, get them working tirelessly toward that goal. Uh, so I, I, I have that coach's mentality to get people to, to – um, get them fired up each day, come in and, and score a run. Awesome. Okay. I get that. So coach's mentality, like being not only just like a, a leader and like a hype person, but really being there in the good stuff and in the bad stuff. Is that what I've sort of understood? Absolutely. Yeah. It's important also that you have a relationship. Like I have a really good relationship, not just with my immediate team in the sales org, but also across the other parts of the, of the company. You know, I need a good relationship with our editor in chief, with our head of development, with our head of social, you know, because we need to work together, whether it's to help a client out or, to, or if it's to, to do something from a writing perspective, you know, it's important that we all work together. 
Cool. So, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll use the, the uh, sports analogy, but really on the court, um, what sort of things do you do? What sort of practices that you know, our listeners could take and say, like, adapt, ad- adopt that tomorrow when it comes to um, either creating, having a coach's mentality or being able to create good relationships with people? I think it's, it's being able to understand that every player in your organization is unique. I can't treat one person, I can't treat everybody the same. If I'm going to be super hard on one person and motivate them that way, there's another person whose personality is much softer and I need to be gentler, if you will, with them. So you really have to be able to understand people's psyches and then motivate based on that. So you can't, not everybody's the same. Cool. And do you use any tools or, or frameworks for that? Or is it, you know, you use your, just your personal experience and intuition? I think it's just, I read a lot of self-help books. I think it's super important to, to read about what other leaders have experienced and how they motivate. I read coaches' books, um, but I also read like Jack Welch is a great leader. Um, he's done some, some great writing around the topic. Um, so there's self-help books, there's perspectives, and then there's also just experience. You know, it's really experience that helps. Any other, so I got, you know, coach's mentality, building good relationships with people, anything else that you do maybe on the executive level or, or working with your teams to help that, that strategy and that execution move forward? Nothing really that, that I can think of. I mean, there's nothing specific that I can think of. I'm trying to, I'm trying to relate to an immediate day to day that we have going now, but um, I think being open and honest is really important. You know, you have to be able to, to speak to people when there's an issue and be honest with them. Tell them what's up. You know, if, if you have an issue with them or if there's some perspective that you have or advice that you need to share, you need to be able to give it to them. So part of it is you need to be a good listener as well as a good communicator because people are going to talk to you and you need to be able to hear what they say. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so often that we we speak in our heads already. So before the other person is even finished, we already have an answer for them and taking the time to really understand and, and hear what that is. And so that you can connect and help that person be successful. So I love that. Um, how big is uh, digital trends right now? Like you have a bunch of contributors and executive team and like staff, staff, but how would you guys, are you, are you like startup size? Are you like 50 people, 200 people? What are we looking at? We're a hundred people, okay. hundred people big. We just crossed that milestone. Um, I think there's parts of us that are still startup, um, but other parts like where our traffic, you know, we could reach the comp score about 15 million uniques a month. Um, so there's a lot that, that we have that is past startup, but yet our organization is still a startup in many ways. I like to say that we're big enough to make it happen and we're small enough to make it happen. So in other words, we're big enough in that we have anything that you want to do from an editorial or creative perspective, we can get done. But it's but we're also small enough to make it happen. Meaning we don't have 15 lawyers that you need approvals from with documents. Um, so that's good. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess that's a, a perfect transition uh, transition to you know the the culture piece. How would you describe the culture in the organization? I think you did you know like the big enough, small enough part. Um, and then I think that, you know, people probably get the sense of that, but is there anything that you do specifically to encourage that mentality and, and help people, you know, move forward with, you know, the company objectives? Yeah, I think we have an open door policy, you know, it doesn't matter what level you are. We're always soliciting 
perspective, you know, my, my team is out on the street every day. They, they're getting feedback from the marketplace. So they, I, I encourage them and I empower them to be able to come to me with either suggestions, opportunities, roadblocks, whatever it is, you have to have an open door so that you're getting feedback from teams and understanding what is holding you back and, or what the opportunities are in the marketplace. Hmm. So, and, and so it's, what's interesting is, I mean, obviously you run or manage the, the sales team and you also alluded to uh, connecting with the other managers in your team, but from like a culture connectivity standpoint, you know, how connected would you say is your team with everybody else? Because I've seen other organizations where sales often is its own little silo and it's like sales just let me do my thing versus it being you know really everybody connected to the whole mission so how would you say from a culture perspective uh that feel is within your organization well because we have two main offices really we're headquartered in portland and we're and then we also have a big office in new york we don't have salespeople in our portland office so i could tell you from from the new york perspective we physically have the editors sitting next to the salespeople so that they're able to establish a relationship outside of work. So they can, that, that really, really helps. You know, it's, it's important that they experience being together. So they're not siloed, like you said, I mean, certainly salespeople and editors are very different personalities, but working together is, is important and sitting together gives them that relationship that they need. And do you find that that relationship and that connectivity like turn translates into results? Definitely. Yeah, because there's a good collaboration, whether it's just from a communication perspective. Our editors, I'll give you an example. We have an editor that was asked to go to Korea to meet with LG, and, and LG was going to give him a perspective on what's coming down the pike in terms of flat screen TVs and mobile handset products. We never would have known that if they were sitting in Portland just because of the distance out of sight, out of mind, but because they were sitting right next to the salesperson who works with the agency, there, there was a great dialogue there and it led to the fact that we were now going to meet with the media and strategy teams with the editors so that we can give what we call a tech talk. So they can, the editors can talk about what they're seeing in Korea that, they ne that the media team would never have a, an exposure to. So just that relationship between editor and salesperson allowed us to, have to get that done. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's obviously contributed to your success and your ability to do that, to take advantage and, and separate yourself from, you know, some of the less successful organizations in your space. So that's super cool to hear. Um, and I think a lot of people can, can take from that and see how the benefits of really tying sales and the rest of the sort of facets to contribute everybody uh, everybody's on the same team and everybody's, you know, aiming at the same net or working on the same goal. So that's super cool. Um, For sure. So like within that, we talked about a lot about good stuff and, you know, in your career, you've definitely gone through some uh, other organizations that have gone, you know, growing pains and have been successful. But, um, you know, what are some of the risks that you've seen um, in your experience in the planning process, in the strategy execution that would hold a team back that they might not be even be aware that they're doing or um, that is just there and should be avoided? From a company perspective, it's a lack of focus. You know, it, you have a tendency to chase after the shiny new toy. And if you're not focused on what your immediate goals are, then you end up being distracted. So, we we experienced it a little bit here about a year and a half ago 
we decided after wanting to be in in the editorial space, we decided to try and move quickly into video. And we, we weren't ready for it yet. Our editorial side wasn't complete. So how did we start moving into video? You know, we needed, we needed to just pull back and say, let's focus first, get what we need to done on the editorial side before we move over to the video side. And eventually we're ready and we made the move over to video, but that distraction is very difficult for companies. Something all of a sudden you read three articles in the press about something sexy and you're like, we should do that too. And then people resources get pulled away from something they're doing, whether it's dev or social or whatever it is. The next thing you know, instead of doing one thing, well, you're doing three things horribly. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. I'm literally writing, I'm writing a book right now, or this will be a plug. I'm sorry, everyone. Not, actually, I'm not sorry. Uh, writing a book about strategy and execution. And the, the chapter I'm writing right now is about the uh, the strategic planning, like strategic priorities and the words of Ron Swanson, don't half-ass two things. You should whole-ass one thing and you know, really focus on what strategic priorities are going to move you forward right now. And uh, yes, you can pre-order the book now, by the way. Um, how, how within your team, if you're comfortable sharing, um, how do you guys communicate the, the, those strategic priorities uh, as your team? Do you guys do stand-ups? Do you do like Slack or a bit of everything? Yeah, we do everything. Uh, Slack for sure. Um, we do uh, daily meetups. So every day we have the team come in and and we just talk about what, what everybody's going to do today, what they're working on, if they have any roadblocks. Um, but on a bigger level, we have quarterly strategic meetings where the executive team goes off site, spends a couple of days together talking about the issues that we have and where we are. We call them rocks. We have three rocks per year and how those are going and then um, making sure we're on track still. So it's not just on a daily level, but quarterly on the executive level, making sure that we're doing what we need to. That's awesome. Um, and then so I de definitely got the lack of focus and the strategic priorities as far as a risk. Any other ri risks that you can think of that might hold a team back that's trying to like get to that big success? You got to cut bait. If you have a weak link, you got to cut bait on that person. You know, a lot of times you, you fret over, well, this person, you know, they're, they're going to come around. There's some reason why. If you made a wrong hire, just cut bait. You know, the, you can't afford to have a weak link in your organization, especially at senior levels, because it just brings the rest of the company down. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, that's crazy. Yeah. Like five, and it's tough, right? And these are the tough decisions that you have to make, but if they're not going, did you uh, ever find that as you, like, I imagine you might've like pivoted or shifted a little bit that other people weren't on board with the vision. And, and that was sort of like a decision that was just made, not necessarily unilaterally, but saying, Hey, you know, we're not going the right, that based on what I see, it's not the place I want to go and I'm out? Or is it usually, you know, how do those decisions are come about as you guys shift and develop your business? Because I imagine digital trends over the, you know, six years you've been there has pivoted at least slightly once or twice. Yeah, you know, it was just a question of execution. You know, we, we didn't have the right people that in the right place that would execute. And, uh, and we kept giving them the, the leash and they ended up hanging themselves. It just wasn't working. And the rest of the executive team noticed it. And then it's not just at the executive level, you know, even though the rank and file, they noticed too, when someone's not pulling their weight, their, their questions abound, it, morale issues, and you just need to make a change. Yeah, Absolutely. 
Cool. So I think we, I mean, throughout the, our entire conversation, we talked about um, like leading and we talk, I started off the talk or chat today with talking about your mission and making sure that everybody's on the same page. So you guys do your like daily meetings and like having everybody focused and clear. Um, you know, is there anything else that you do to align the strategy and performance and making sure that you know, your KPIs are being met. And, you know, we just talked about like cutting bait and letting the low performers go or people aren't moving forward that way. But how else do you align strategy and performance? So not just having the plan, but actually executing on the plan. um, If there's anything that we haven't covered today. Everybody gets quarterly goals. There's annual reviews, but even on a quarterly basis, I sit down with people and say, what are you looking to achieve this quarter? Uh, and it can't be uh, get more meetings. It has to be a number of a set number of meetings, a set number of deals closed. Um, so quarterly goals, and then halfway through the quarter we do check-ins. So how you doing against these goals, and what's going on? And and also I need to help. So uh, being helpful is important as well. But setting these quarterly goals is what's important to people. Absolutely. And it sounds like, you know, your mantra and approach as a leader is to, you know, not only give them the goals and, you know, send them on their way, but also to provide the support and leadership for them to be successful. For sure. Awesome. Cool. Um, and then from a, a cascading goals perspective, you obviously have organizational goals and then you break down the the individual pieces that will all contribute to the vision or mission, sounds like. Yes. Yeah, that's how we do it. Awesome. So uh, I have like one more question is, you know, is there anything else that you would recommend to like a CEO or manager like yourself on the leadership team that's responsible for leading strategy, like, a, you know, golden tip to help them uh, be more successful in their strategy and execution? For me, it's don't be afraid to roll up your sleeves and get involved. You know, even though you might be sitting in the corner office, you know, people want you to be involved with them and have a relationship with them so you have a better understanding of what they're going through. Be, be on the ground with them. Get involved. That's the key. That's awesome. I love that. Um, perfect. And so how can people get a hold of you? How can, if they want to work with digital trends or, or uh, be part of what you're doing, how can people uh, connect with you? The, the usual social media ways of LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn and Andrew Bukowski, Twitter, same handle. Um, and then at, through digital trends, there's, there's a way to contact us and, and we'd love to partner with as many people as we can. That's awesome. Fantastic. Uh, well, thank you so much, uh, Andrew. I really appreciate you, uh, taking the time to chat with me. Um, yeah. And I hope you, uh, right now it's snowing outside. So I hope you have a, a safe rest of the day, even though, uh, no matter where it might take you. I appreciate it. It was great talking with you. Awesome. So Anthony Taylor with SME Strategy, and I've been joined by Anthony Budkowski, or Andrew Budkowski, the CRO at Digital Trends. Thanks again, Andrew. Thank you.